Hello and welcome to Unlicensed Entertainment. I am your host, Carl Lintner. Uh, we are doing a special uh, episode today where instead of doing Zoom and crap like that, like you heard with the Sir Chase episode, which went terribly, I am now trying to use a phone like an old person to actually have an interview that doesn't go terribly, because hopefully this doesn't cut out. So with me today, I have special guest Dimitri... Oh, I should check. Is it Pereira? Yeah, it's Pereira. Uh, yeah. I... I I didn't want to say it wrong and then be like, and just go on the show, entire show like that. It looked like Pereira, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. probably going to have some weird accent on it that I'm not going to know and then sound like a jackass. No. I mean, Pereira, Pereira seems to be the, the last name, you know, that people get. But like Dimitri, people get thrown off because of the extra H in it, you know? Oh, okay. Silent H. Uh, Dimitri, you know? yeah. Dimitri is the head of the Keeg podcast. He is also, I think you're the head of Laugh Chance, right? Which is an improv comedy group uh, here in uh, in Southern California that, like, because of COVID, is not performing right now. But you still have a podcast going strong. Uh, right. I was on it a few weeks ago. So people should check it out. It's called The Keeg, K-E-E-G. Uh, it is an entertainment podcast. Uh, do you want to explain in your own words what The Keeg is? Yeah. Yeah. So The Keeg is a geek podcast. It's a collection of geek shows. Uh, if you need to know how to spell Keeg, Keeg is geek backwards. So, oh my god! Uh, Thank you yeah. for answering that question because I was like, "What the fuck is the thing with this name?" Yeah, everybody always asks that, and then I tell them, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." You just write it on a piece of paper, put that paper up to a mirror, and you'll see. And I then you gotta say Bloody Mary like three times. I thought it was like a, some weird drinking thing, like entertainment and drinking. It was like maybe when they do it in person, because I've only seen the uh, the COVID podcasts. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. it's a drinking thing, and then like they get really into that keg so much. It's not just the keg; it's the keg. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can think of it that way. Uh, uh, most of us don't get you know shit faced drunk uh, during the show, but I mean you're more than welcome to. I may not invite you back, but you know, eh, drink what you want. Yeah, go for it. Live your life. Uh, yeah. So this is like if people listen to my podcast, we deal. Very briefly into a whole bunch of entertainment things, just what's new in the show what in, in the world. What you do is you take a topic and you just break that down. Like I did the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, series finale or series as a whole, and we spent yeah. about two hours just talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah. So uh, depending on the show, because of, well, so because of quarantine, we're doing so many more shows now, uh, mostly to keep me busy and to keep me sane because... Uh, quarantine and the pandemic stuff so much. Mm -hmm. I need things to do. So, uh, yeah. I mean, the key used to be uh, weekly episodes where we go over the geek news of the week. So it used to be just a collection of news and we would talk about like each thing maybe like 20 minutes at a time. Uh But uh, now we got like a couple different shows, one of which is the one that you were on where we talk about a different geek topic every week. Okay, so so what are the other types of shows that you do? You said that you did different kinds of shows. So yeah, I did the yeah. one the, the one topic. What's the other kind of shows that you do? Yeah, so uh, we got a couple of different ones that we do. So on Saturdays, we do the one topic. Uh, on Friday nights, we do what's called the Keegback. And it's like a kickback. So basically, uh, I just get a bunch of comedians or performers together. Uh, we kick back, shoot the shit, play some games, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, not like video games, but like... Uh, we'll play like Ten Fingers, uh, or which is uh, Never Have I Ever, you know? Oh, yeah. I was always really good at that game, which is not a very good thing in your real life. Everybody always uh, disagrees on 
I feel like the loser is a guy who the guy who has all his fingers at the end of the game is probably not a winner in life. And that's right, that's exactly. what I tended to be. Right. I actually ended with more fingers than I started with. Oh, you just gained, you just gained fingers? I, I would get, I, by the end of the game, I'd have 12 fingers. Oh, man. Uh, you might want to get that checked up on. Oh, yeah. It, it's a serious problem. Yeah. Well, that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. And you, how long have you been doing the Keeg? Uh, the Keeg as a whole, probably about five years. But it used to be on and off. Oh, okay. Uh, if, you, if you go back into our, you know, back catalog, you'll see that, like, uh, we start and stop at, like, weird moments. And that's really just, uh, we start the, the season when I feel like it, and we end it when we can't keep going. So uh, this is the longest we've been on, like, consecutively, you know, week after week because of quarantine. Yeah, oh, I feel you. Uh, like, when I first started this po- this new podcast, I did my last podcast for six years, and then I stopped. I started this podcast right before the pandemic started, and it was really inconsistent. Yeah. But now that uh, the pandemic hit, it's like the only time I have not really seen anybody besides coworkers and people who work at stores in person since March. So this is the only way I like this is a nice time I actually get to communicate with people outside of my house is I got an excuse, get them on the phone, do a podcast. So it's exactly I've gotten regular with it because there's nothing better to do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just keep adding more and more shows to my schedule. Like. On Mondays and Wednesday nights, I do Instagram live interviews uh-huh. with the Keeg, and I do like one-on-one like Instagram live chat. And then now we have a new show on Sundays where we play Call of Cthulhu, the tabletop RPG game. Uh, we play Call of Cthulhu in character, and uh, uh, it's set in like 1930s with Lovecraftian horror. And so we, we have like 10 episodes of that. It's kind of like a TV show, but it's us dressed up playing the game. I've heard of stuff like that. That's uh, that's really cool. I haven't heard of people doing Call of Cthulhu, but I've heard like Dungeons yeah. and Dragons and stuff like that. You're just doing a a, a different take on that genre, which is cool because uh, that's definitely a niche that's getting more and more popular. And you, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you hit your own corner, because Dungeons and Dragons is, I know it's not mainstream, but it's like the more mainstream of the those kind of games. So like the mo- yeah. less mainstream you go, the more chance you have to pop out. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I was just I was talking about this. It was- kind of funny i was talking about this with uh someone i was interviewing and i was talking about how like when i was younger and i was like really i mean i'm still really into comics uh that's like my big that's my big thing is comic books right yeah uh i and this was back when you know i grew up back when like being a geek was not cool at all and uh i was reading comics and i was proud to be a geek but i would also look down on like things that i didn't like so i used to be like yeah, I'm a geek, but, you know, uh, at least I don't play Dungeons and Dragons like a loser. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I understand that completely. Like, yeah, at least I don't like Star Trek. And then now it's like, now I have a whole different philosophy on life and, and my interest. It's like, I like both of those things too now, you know? Oh, yeah, I've, so, I've become like that too. I, I'm like, I look at all the fan base names. I'm like, oh, yeah, I fit into that one. I fit into that one. I fit into that one. I'm collecting fan bases of geek things now because... It's now it, it's it's fun to be not worry about what other people think and just enjoy. I wear freaking Star Trek shirts, and Star Trek still is not very popular. Uh, but you know I don't care. I enjoy. It. I proudly represent my geek culture in that. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, uh, I mean, you might have been someone I would have made fun of back in the day, 
for wearing those Star Trek shirts. Yeah, I have, other, like, I have other things you can make fun of me for. Just leave Star Trek alone. Uh, I think Star Trek got, like, a little bit more popular with J.J. Abrams. It did like, for a bit, but I think it's also dropped again. I think nobody cares about yeah. those movies anymore. Yeah, that's true, too. But, I mean, I mean that's what got me into Star Trek. Oh, same like, here. I'll be honest. I, didn't, I, I went back and rewatched every series because of I got into the J.J. Abrams movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, people can say what they want about the J.J. Abrams movies, but they brought in people like... You and I. They're gateway like, drugs. We're cream of the crop. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. super cool. So, like, now yeah. that they got me on there, uh, I'm styling with this. Uh, I'm bringing it, oh, yeah. bringing it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into uh, the, 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 sh- the show. Unless there's anything else you want to uh, uh, pimp your show at all? Or do you think uh, you got good pimping I, in there? I, want, I, w- I just want to talk about Scientology for a little bit. Okay. And, yeah, sure. Um, sure. Dianetics. And, uh, I'm all for it. If you, if you want to want to come with me to the center um later uh i can uh, i can get you a meeting that that uh, sounds good I, I feel like i'm full of thetans so like i want to purge those uh i know a guy who will purge your thetans. oh that that's awesome that's that's super great because i i'm feeling all like clammy and uh it might all in short breath it might be covid but i feel like it's thetans i mean we, we could we could test that out uh, at the uh, at the center I bet COVID is actually just uh, too many thetans. Now that I think about it, if we so everyone should just go to Scientology, stop listening to the doctors, and just get your okay. thetans cleansed. Yeah. Look, the doctors are just going to prescribe some unnecessary medication. Um, Scientology has all the real answers. Oh yeah, doctors so, are phonies. If you're if you're really serious about your immortal well being, uh, you'll come with me. And uh, we'll talk about uh, intergalactic tyrant venue. That, that, that sounds great. All right. So we'll, we'll do that right after the show. Since we don't have to okay, worry okay. about masks or anything like that, since we now know the cure, we'll just meet yeah. up, no social distancing, and we'll just drive straight to Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, psych, modern psychiatry is the mask, if you want to think of it that way. That's the real mask. When I, uh, last year before the, uh, the pandemic... Uh, my wife and I uh, did like a, a anniversary to, we went to Hollywood to go see the museum uh-huh. of death because she loves yeah. death, which is by the way, a yeah. really depressing, uh, anniversary trip, uh, to w- look at pictures of car crash victims and serial killer notes and shit like that. But after yeah, that, we're I looking- feel like, I feel like that's hinting at something though, right? Like for oh, anniversary, yeah. she's gonna, you know, she's just in love with death. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I would watch, I would watch my back if I would Oh, she talk. She constantly talks about stabbing me, but I, she says it's affectionate. So I don't know. But it was after that uh, we were looking for other museums to go to, and there was a there was a museum of of psychology or psychiatrists or a lie or some shit like that. And it's a whole anti psychology uh-huh. museum. And if you look like delve through the internet about it, it's a Scientology museum made up to debunk psychology. Yeah. There's yeah. so go check out that museum there when museums open up again. Uh, that would be the first on my list. Okay. All right, let's get into entertainment news. Uh, there's a lot, so I'm probably not going to do all of it because it's been a crazy couple of weeks, apparently. Uh, the first yeah. one, I just love this so much because it's I'm intrigued by this. So uh, you do podcasts. So I'm sure you listen to podcasts on your own, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I try to. I have uh, my personal couple that I listen to, but yeah. All right, so uh, my wife is really big into true crime podcasts. I tried it. I couldn't really get into it. 
but there's a new six part uh, a podcast coming out that is true crime style, but it's not about crime. Is two amateur okay. investigative journalists made a six part podcast about Jeremy Renner's app. Do you remember this? What's Jeremy Renner's app? Because I know that Jeremy Renner has a band. Okay. What's his app? Jeremy Renner thought he was such a big star that people needed to have an app all about him. Had all his Instagram <laughs> posts, had, uh, had message boards that people can write about him on. And if you paid money from like $3 to $500, to bo- you could boost up your posts so it would be more likely seen by Jeremy Renner. Oh. But he I ended mean- he ended up yeah. having to shut down because it got so full of trolls and so full of hate that it no longer was the thing he wanted anymore. So they have now made a true crime style podcast about the rise and fall of the Jeremy Renner app. That sounds awesome. I, I don't know what's going on on Jeremy Renner's end. Um, I mean, is it all him and his ego or is it like some weird management? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. He has his mom managing him. And his mom's like, you're the best, you're the best actor in the world, honey. I don't make an app after you. I don't know. He's like the least interesting Avenger. And like, I think he thinks because he's an Avenger, people care about him, but he's like, no one, no one cares about him in those movies. He's an okay actor. I don't dislike him as an actor. He's done some good stuff, but like not enough for me. Like, Oh, I got to pay. So Jeremy Renner can see my tweet about him. Look, there's so many other Avengers and actors that I would download an app for. Uh, Jeremy Renner's not on that list. I wouldn't go in an app for Robert Downey Jr., who I think was the best Avenger. I would because I don't care if he sees my tweet or not. Because he's a great actor, that's awesome, but he's a human being. He's not a god, so who gives a fuck? Well, I mean, I would, uh, I would download an app for Paul Rudd. I want to know where Paul Rudd is. I will say he's very entertaining, but like, unless yeah. all his videos were of the Mac and me clip, I don't care about his app. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's where we disagree. Paul Rudd, uh, Paul Rudd is my favorite animal. Uh, if that's one of your questions. Oh, it, uh, I'll scratch it off know, my list. Yeah. Three, what's your, what, yeah. What's your favorite animal in the world? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. All right. Uh, so from that news, even more exciting news. Uh, I yep. bet you're wondering what's going on with Chuck E. Cheese during the pandemic. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I want to know what their tens of employees are doing. All right. For one thing, did you know Chuck E. Cheese's full name? Because I didn't know this before I found this article. I'm, 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 I'm assuming it's, it's Charles. Okay. Uh, the E, probably, it's probably like um, Eustace or nope. something. It's probably like Charles. He is Charles Entertainment Cheese. Oh, okay. Well, get ready. Because yeah, yeah. I know, like like me, everybody is a huge fan of the character of Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, and yeah. want to know more about him. Because he only gets so much with that stage show. Well, they're going right. to make animated movies and TV shows about the character of Charles E. Che- Entertainment Cheese and his friends. Okay. So, I'm going to be honest. Fake interest aside, okay. all right. I know okay. I know we could riff about how much we love it. Um, first thing, I thought Chuck E. Cheese was dead. That's first of all. Although there's uh, one right across the street from my apartment complex. Sorry, what? I have a Chuck Charles E. Entertainment Cheese right across the street from my apartment complex. Where do you live? 
I live in Rancho Cucamonga, really close to uh, the downtown area. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that's how you know the downtown's really popping. Oh yeah. When you have a when you have a Chuck E. Cheese there. Um, I remember. I remember. Uh, I used to drive Lyft, and there's a Chuck E. Cheese in Long Beach, in that like downtown area, a little bit off of downtown, mm-hmm. and like it's it just looks there. There's no Chuck E. Cheese that looks good. No. It always looks run down. Um, they got rid of the one in Fullerton, uh, which is where I live, and so I don't know. They're well, doing no, curbside pick. They're doing curbside pickup for their pizza right now, because you oh, know people well, go to yeah. Chuck E. Cheese for their food. Well, did you hear that they call it something different? What do you mean? Um, it, it's uh, 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 what is? I'm, I'm trying to look this up. They're <laughs> they're doing curbside delivery, but then if you go on. Uh, Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay, so Chuck E. Cheese, they're selling pizzas on delivery apps through this quarantine, but it's called Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. What? Yeah, they're changing their name, so then the people <laughs> the people come to pick up their pizza, like the Grubhub or, or whatever, Postmates or whatever, people come to pick up their pizza from Pasquale's or Pascali's, and uh, it's a Chuck E. Cheese. It's their alternate name to sell pizza. I mean, online. that's smart, because no one's going to purposely go to Chuck E. Cheese for their pizza. Right, exactly. The one thing I, right. I say that's working for them with this is that the, there was a story uh, maybe two years ago about Chuck E. Cheese where uh, people were accusing them of taking like leftover pizzas and then combining them with newer pizzas to make oh, yeah. one whole pizza. They can't yeah. do that during the pandemic. No one's leaving over half pizzas, so all their pizzas are fresh now. Uh, I mean, that's the silver lining. Yeah. All right, I just thought that was super entertaining. And it's all being funded by the company that owns Chuck E. Cheese. Like, they of announced course. that they're going... No one said, like, Paramount is adapting Chuck E. Cheese. It was just Chuck E. Cheese is like, we're going to get in on this. We have the money because apparently they're bought by Atari, which is another company I didn't think was around anymore. And Atari has the funds to push this project forward. Um... I don't think that anyone cares. And then also, I like, you know who I think is spearheading this? Jeremy Renner's mom. Oh, yeah. You know? She has all the best ideas. You were so good when you played the arcades in there. You won all the tickets. We need to get that on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's potty a child for Jeremy. <laughs> Why is she like a Jewish mother? <laughs> I don't know. That's like my go-to... Like I, I don't know I don't know how much you know about me, but my Not much. mother my my mother is Jewish. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no, no. But like that's my go-to mom voice. Oh, no, it's great. I just he seems very like not Jewish. Yeah, my uh, my uh, yeah, Jeremy Rodgers. No way, Jeremy. He's Rodgers. aggressively not Jewish. Yeah, my my dad voice is like uh like a gruff black man from like a Friday movie. Oh, okay. Like, Hey, hey, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Okay. Hey, Jeremy, I'm going to play ball with you. We're going to play ball. All right. Okay. You know, so... So he has an overprotective got, Jewish mother and a black dad. Yeah, I mean... Okay. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, I didn't. I, I wasn't on his app, so I can't verify if this is true or not, so I'm just going to tr- assume it's true. Yeah. All uh, right. Take my word for it. I, I will. You sound very trust. You have a very trustworthy voice. Uh, thanks. Uh, I think part of that's the Jewish and black in me. Oh, that makes sense. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, so next story I think is kind of interesting. I really don't know what's going to go on with this. So there's been uh, news about Spider-Man 3 coming out that I thought was kind of crazy. Yeah. They have cast a new villain for the movie. Except for it's not uh-huh. a new villain. It's Jamie Foxx bringing back his version of Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2. What do you think of that? All right. So this is something that, like, that's, this is definitely in my wheelhouse. I figure. Uh, especially, especially for the key and everything. And so, um, yeah. So <laughs> the, I, I remember I saw an article for it, like, right when it, when it got announced that Jamie Foxx was going to play Electro in Spider-Man 3. And I looked at it, and I was like, is this from seven years ago? Are they saying that Electro will come back in Amazing Spider-Man 3? And then that's the movie they canceled, and they started the, the Tom Holland movie, right? Yeah. So I was like, is this just an old article that I'm, like, reading? Like, what's going on here? But no, yeah, they're, they're bringing Jamie Foxx back as Electro in the Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man. So that's weird, yes. first of all, because... He played Electro in Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is a totally different, you know, universe and continuity. Yes. Um, but everybody first, of, like, once, once that was announced, everybody jumped on, oh, they must be doing Spider-Verse. They which, must be doing multiversal Spider-Man teaming up. I don't they think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to do that either, because I think that's kind of blown their load too soon. I don't think they're bringing in the multiverse the way... We think of the multiverse, no, and, they, uh, and they're already awesome. making a Spider Verse two. So, like, that, it, why would you have two movies with similar concept coming out together? It doesn't make sense, right? And also, if you remember at the end of um, Spider Man Far From Home, you have Jonah Jameson, right? Yes. You have J.K. Simmons playing Jonah Jameson, so which shows that like uh, the same actor from a previous universe can still play the same character, just a different take on the same yes. character, right? Yes. So that's what I figure is going to happen with Jamie Foxx's Electro. And then also Jamie Foxx, I believe, said that he's not going to be blue. Yeah, they're going to give him a different costume. Yeah, so chances are he's going to be more in line with the comic book version, which is like this blue-collar, thug, bruiser-type character. I don't want to say thug as in thug, uh, uh, like like African-American thug, but I'm saying like he's a blue-collar villain. Yes. And he's like a henchman type. Well, not henchman per se, but you get what well, I mean. Well, he starts off so henchman-like, and then he becomes, uh, when he gets his powers, he's a, he's a super-villain type. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, like, there's, there's the mega, megalomaniac-type villain. Uh, Electro's not one of them. No. Electro's like, let's rob a bank, let's get paid, let's spend that money on... The he's street you know? villain, the street villain versus like world domination villain. He's street villain, street level. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. So I think they're just gonna play a different take on him. Um, I think he's but, a great actor, but that portrayal of Electro was so bad. I'm hoping it's just a script, and maybe he'll redeem himself this time. But like, they did not pick a popular villain to bring back from another universe. Uh yeah. I think it's a weird choice because personally, I think for this movie should have been uh, should have been Craven and Scorpion. That, that would have been cool. I, yeah, and even if they did Scorpion, Scorpion should be small. It should be more because I think Craven can be so interesting. I, just give him his own movie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I had a I had a whole breakdown on how I would do a Spider-Man three 
uh, with Craven and Scorpion. But you know, you know how it is. Yeah, I'm not working for Marvel, but I wish I was. They, 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 I mean, they should listen to this podcast. Go like, this guy knows what he's talking about with Spider-Man and uh, give you yeah. a job. Yeah. And I, I would like uh, some finder's fee for finding you for them. So uh, give me some money for that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, kick you, I'll kick you a couple bucks. Or you can come with me to the Scientology Center oh, yeah. uh, where, money, where money is not even uh, an issue, you know? No, no, I'll, I'll, pay you, I'll pay you in life-changing philosophy. And th- that's equal to money. So thank you so yeah. much. Uh, I know earlier you said you weren't a Star Trek fan, but I thought this was interesting because we're in a new era of overabundance of Star Trek. They have yeah, uh, yeah. they have Discovery, they have Picard, they have Lower Decks, they have a Strange New World coming out, and they have just announced another Star Trek show coming. They have Kate yeah. Mulgrew is returning the role of Captain Janeway, which was the captain in Star Trek Voyager, mm-hmm. which is weird to me because I, I enjoy all Star Trek shows. But Voyager has probably the weakest fan base. Like, it's not a very popular show in the Star Trek fan base. Yeah. It's good. I like it. But it's not as popular. And they're bringing her back. This is even weirder. So I thought they're doing, like, another Picard show. But they're not. What Star Trek uh, Prodigy, which is the name of her show, is, is a Nickelodeon cartoon that has Janeway as one of the main characters, but stars a bunch of the cadets working around her. It's a cartoon? It's a cartoon on Nickelodeon. Like, that's way more bizarre than giving her her own, like, Picard-like show. Because what kid knows or cares about Janeway? Well, what kid knows about Star Trek? Kids don't know about Star Trek. Well, it depends on if they're... Like, my dad was a Trekkie, so I grew up with that in the house. But for the most part... No, yeah, back then. But not now. Well, I mean, they're trying to bring it back. But the weird thing is, like, back then, if you look at the 90s, 90s was crazy big on Star Trek. They had... Uh, four shows, but they only had two on at a time. They now have four Star Trek shows that are going to be on simultaneously. That's too. I, I love it. That's too much. They're going to run out of shit. Right. At a, at a, I, I don't know what they're thinking of. I didn't know it was a cartoon. I thought it was going to be like a kids show, like a just like a uh, you know uh, an iCarly type, <laughs> type <laughs> Star Trek show. You know what I mean? Star Trek with that kind of Nickelodeon kid sense of humor. Oh my god, that'd be terrible. Yeah. That's what I thought. And why Nickelodeon? What? Nickelodeon I don't know. Is owned by Viacom. Oh, CBS is, is owned by Viacom. Yeah, because they're, they're actually going to change CBS All Access to Paramount All Access because CBS is not selling it. They should just call it Star Trek All Access because that's all they're doing. Uh, yeah, there are some there are some good shows on CBS All Access that are that are underrated. I haven't watched any of them because I'm only there for Star Trek and then I leave. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a funny show called No Activity that takes, that's, uh, that's kind of like comedic bits and sketches that, uh, are about like two cops that are on a sting mm-hmm. and they, they, they have no activity. It's like Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows is one of them, but they have like a rotating cast of like Jason Manzoukas. You know, you know what I'm talking okay, about? Yeah, I know Jason Manzoukas. He's, he's awesome. He was yeah. on, he was on The Good Place and a little bit of Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah. and, uh, yeah. The League. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, no activity is worth it if you have if you have CBS All Access or if you have access to CBS All Access and you just want to fill some time and want to see what else is there. Uh, no activity is worthwhile. I, I still say even with Star Trek, it's not worth buying. I, I just get no. the, I just I rent the DVDs when they go on Netflix. Oh, I just don't. Okay, ca- yeah. I'm not gonna spend that money. 
All right. Do you still uh, have access to the to the DVD rental in, in Netflix? Oh yeah, I still have access to that. Oh, how's that going for you? Because I was thinking about going back to that. I love it. Yeah, I love it because like I don't have stars or CBS All Access, and I use it to to rent that stuff. Also, uh, you know, not everything's streaming, so sometimes I want to watch a movie and it's not available on streaming services. I can still rent it on there and see it. So I still love that. Yeah. I, I say yeah. I recommend it's, it's a little bit too expensive for what it is, but I still like it. How expensive is it to get that? Oh extra shoot! Stuff? They keep on raising the prices, and I'm not checking. But I think uh, with with streaming. I know. With streaming right. and uh, the DVDs on top of each other, I think I'm paying like 27 a month. I mean, that's not bad. For And that's I have two bad. discs. Yeah. So it's not it's not that bad, but like, you know, you also have to wait for the mail. The mail seems to be going slower and slower. It used to be like three days till you get back. Now it's like six. Oh. So it's not perfect. All right. Uh, here's some uh, some kind of sad news, at least for me. I am not a fan of wrestling at all. I kind of hate it with a passion, but uh-huh. I loved the Netflix series Glow, which at one time was renewed for a fourth and final season. But yeah. thanks to COVID, Netflix has reversed their, their decision and they have canceled Glow with no final season. Uh, I Yeah, I heard about that. I like Glow. I'm with you. It's weird. Uh, everybody around us seems to like wrestling. Yeah. Which is weird because growing up, like, that wasn't necessarily the case. Uh, and so now it's like, for some reason, we, we both know a lot of people that like wrestling. Oh, I'll, I'll go further than that. I One of the reasons why I quit doing the lobby is because they talked about wrestling way too much. And I got sick of driving out to meetings where I drive. I, I live furthest away. I would drive 45 yeah. minutes to get there, spend two hours listening to them talk about wrestling, and then go home. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I get that. I get how that, uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of wrestling. I did like Glow, but I think I like Glow because it's an actual, like, story and, you know, everything. And, and good acting. Like, wrestling has story, but it's all, like, really badly acted stories working around stunts. That's all it is. Where this has actually had a really good character development. I mean, you can't you can't compare the two types of storytelling, right? Like yeah. wrestling is, I mean, yeah, it, it's not the same as like a Netflix show. So I do like Glow, and it's a bummer that they're not going to get a season four. But I think in the whole scheme of things, for me personally, even though I've seen all three seasons, uh, I can go on. You know? Oh yeah. I'm not gonna cry. Honestly, here's the thing. I don't remember what the cliffhanger was for season three, so I'm not, like, sitting on the edge of my seat. But I always like it when a show uh, gets a proper ending. So I'm sad about it, but it's definitely not in my, like, top ten TV shows that I'm waiting for. But it's definitely a, a sad decision. And Mark Maron's pushing for uh, for a at least Netflix to give them a movie to finish things up, which I'd appreciate. But I don't know if Netflix yeah. is going to do that. It's hard to really – I'm surprised people, studios are greenlighting things as much as they are. When we're still not able to go to the theaters almost seven months later. Like, stop. Yeah, Wait till things are, are going back to normal. Just go with the projects you're already working on. And then green light shit. I was, I was thinking about that. Um, and I was like, well, it seems to me that, like, they are moving forward with certain shows. But at the same time, there's quarantine. And I just think uh, all these studios aren't doing as many things. 
but there are their like big tentpole franchises that they are moving forward with. Like they're just not going to take a chance on like some random movie or TV pilot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I, I, so, I get working on TV because you know, people can still go see TV, but like we're moving movies all the way from that were supposed to come out in October are now getting moved to 2022 sometimes. So I'm just like, right. maybe stop. Yeah. It's going to be weird because like there's certain movies that they are putting onto streaming. So they put on Mulan, right? Yes. They put Mulan to streaming. We and, had to pay $30 uh, to see it, but it's going to be free in December. Yeah. Uh, they supposedly are going to start, are going to stream Wonder Woman 1984. No, I think, they're not. I, I follow stories. You, Whenever I look for news stories, I look for who's saying it and what other sites are backing it. And none of the major none of the major sites that I follow that I trust, like Hollywood Reporter, are posting that. Yeah. But some of like the, the lesser-known smaller sites are posting that. So I'm pretty sure it's not true. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to look that up here. You're right. You're right. It's not. Uh, it's not corroborated. Yeah. Um, and it, the only thing I can see, well, because a lot of this new stuff is old as far as 1984 is concerned. But, yes. Uh, two days ago, the Observer says, "Don't expect to see 1984 in 2020." So okay. That that's very so, yeah. true. <laughs> Definitely don't. I think I think it's a slap in the face to release Wonder Woman as a streaming movie. Oh, definitely, it would be. Just like just like Black Widow. Are saying, oh, release Black Widow on Disney Plus, and I, I, I think it's a slap in the face for big name actors and a, a huge blockbuster movie that for sure would for sure sell hundreds of millions of dollars. And people in theaters. are and people are going on like, I want my my entertainment now. I pay for Disney Plus. Why don't you give me that? It's like, well, yeah, but they invested so much money into this. They're not going to make that back from Disney Plus. No, not it's at a all business. It's not a charity. Exactly, and the streaming service, it's not like they sign more people to the streaming service at this point to watch those movies. They might get a few people, but for the most part, no. It has to be negligible, right? Yeah. The people who have it already are then going to watch it for free, so at what point are you gaining money off that? But they do, the problem Disney Plus had is they released, uh, they opened it up before they had that much product, and then the pandemic happened and pushed all their other products back. Like, we were already supposed to have... Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Everything keeps right. getting pushed back. And people are getting restless, like there's nothing on here, and they're starting to, to uh, cancel their service. Uh, so right. they got they got fucked over by the pandemic, but I don't think releasing Black Widow is going to save them. Right. Mandalorian season two is coming out, um, and supposedly Falcon and Winter Soldier can't come out until Black Widow comes out. Okay. That's, that's why Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out before... WandaVision? Yes. And now WandaVision's but, the first uh, one coming out. Yeah, WandaVision's gonna come out first because it's not linked to Black Widow. Yeah, no, but that was linked to linked Winter to Doctor Strange, but they, I guess they don't need to release at the same time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are going to uh, go straight to uh, streaming is that uh, Disney is Disney Pixar is releasing the movie Soul straight to Disney Plus. Oh, that's another one, yeah. And that one is uh, going straight to Disney Plus, and not the premiere thing that Mulan was on. They're going straight to like Onward was. It's going to come out on Christmas Day, and you're going to be able to watch it on Christmas Day. 
without paying anything pay extra. No, no extra. It's just going to be on your Disney Plus service if you have Disney Plus. Okay, okay. That's not bad. I still think it's also a slap in the face. Yeah, uh, but I think I think animation's easier to, to buy this way than it would be like one of these huge blockbusters that really deserves a big screen. Right. Right. I just also think it's not great optics because it's Pixar's first African-American uh, movie. Oh, shit, I didn't even think about uh, that. Well, they had, they had uh, Black Ants in, uh, in, in, in Bug Story, so you got that. Wait, what? There were Black Ants as the lead in Bug Story, so th- there you go. A Bug's Life? Bug's Life? Bugs oh, yeah, like sorry. Bug Story? I don't It's one of my least favorite Pixar films, so I forgot. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, I mean, my least favorite Pixar movie is Cars. Oh, that is uh, that is yeah. my least favorite. Bugs Life yeah. is is one of mine, but Cars is yeah. is shit. Well, yeah, I know Brave's pretty bad too. There's some bad like Pixar's not perfect. Yeah, Brave Brave's like a TV movie. Like there's nothing interesting about Brave. Well, it's also like the sixth time Disney has made a movie about someone getting turned into an animal. Oh yeah, and the awesome. second one about someone getting turned into a bear. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, kind of a slap in the face too, uh, for, for soul, but I get how like, okay, you could buy, oh, you know, release an animated movie as like a Disney channel original, but Mandalorian season two is coming out soon. Yeah. End of the month. Yeah. I'm you excited know, for that. To look forward to. Yeah, definitely. All right. I got some, I got too many stories, so I'm just going to do one more and then we'll move on to the next segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to save the hardest hitting news for last. Okay. All right. So. Brace yourself. The Candy Peeps will not be releasing candy for Halloween or Christmas this year. We're going to have to wait for Easter until we get our Marshmallow Peeps. Why? I guess they shut down their production early. They they shut down their production during March, and then they opened up again later, but it was too late to hit the season. The thing I'm thinking is, I thought Peeps was only an Easter candy. I didn't know people got... Halloween or Christmas peeps. So, like, I don't know why that is even a story. Yeah. Also, are they the same peeps? Like, or is it themed differently? Are they orange and they taste like pumpkin? Like, From what I've seen, it looks like they're, they're yeah. They're, it looks like they're different colors and maybe different shapes, but it's basically, it's exactly the same candy. It's just yeah. not those themed. But, like, those are the worst candies anyway. I don't know anyone that actually likes peeps, but it should just be one holiday. So, I'm fine with that. If you if you put a peep in front of me and no one's around to see it, I will eat it. Really? Uh, I will I will eat it if it's in front of me. I mean, there's a, a look. Let me let me just put it this way, Carl. There's a lot that I would eat if it's in front of me. I might but, I might do that with I candy corn. Out of my way? I I would do that with candy corn, but like peeps are so disgusting. Oh no! I I mean I cannot do that with. I would rather do that with peeps than candy corn. Seriously, like peeps overdo it in the first bite. It's too sweet. I'm overdone. I, I can't take any more. I feel sick. Candy corn is like, I don't know why I'm eating this, but I already grabbed a handful because I needed something to eat. So yeah. Oh, no. I, I, can't, I can't take the texture. Uh, also, I mean, well, peeps also has that weird metallic, metallic taste, which is also kind of weird. So but, you want to eat metal, metal over, over candy corn? Yeah, I mean that's I mean, yeah. That's exactly uh that's exactly what I would do. I feel like a man. 
know? I feel like a man when I eat those pizzas. Oh, so disgusting. All right. So that is the <laughs> that is the entertainment news. Uh, next segment we're going to do is, because it's a Halloween season, I have been looking at things for people to entertain themselves with during the Halloween season. Last week, I recommended the game Outlast, uh, the horror survival game Outlast. This time, I looked at a movie and a book that fit into the horror genre for you to check out. Now, I know not everybody reads, but, you know, you could you could open yourself up to that. I made a rule last year for myself that every Halloween, I'm going to try to find a new horror author, at least for me, that I've never read before to check out. So this time, I checked out a book by Michael McDowell, who is the guy who wrote the screenplay for Beetlejuice and The Nightmare Before Christmas. He wrote novels, apparently. Okay. Interesting. Also... Sounds like Malcolm McDowell. Uh, Michael McDowell. Yeah. Yeah, it Michael sounds very McDonald. similar. Michael McDonald. Yes. Right. Sure. Uh, so this one's called The Elementals, and it's about uh, this very rich family that one of their members died, and they own this property that's like in the middle of nowhere. There's like three houses facing each other down by the beach, and they go to hang out there during the summer, and there's a third house that no one goes into because it's haunted or some shit like that. It's about dealing with that. Uh Things that were disappointing me with this book, because it was written by the person who made Beetlejuice, I thought it'd be more fun. It is not a fun book. It is a very depressing book. Uh, the horror element was cool. The ghosts and stuff like that, because they're on the beach, kind of always had like sand falling out of their mouths and lots of cool creepy stuff that they did with sand. But by the end of the book, you don't know why the place was haunted, what caused anything. It's just there's ghosts and that's it. So it's, I felt very unsatisfied. So actually, for my Halloween recommendation, I'm recommending not checking out this book if you like books that have answers for what, for your questions. Okay, which, I mean, that's, I feel like when you read a book, a book should not have... A, there's no excuse for a book not to answer your questions because books like prose fiction can just write... You can just write answers to things. You like, have as many pages not, as you it's want. It's not like a movie. It's not like a movie where it's like sometimes you got to be subtle or sometimes you, you aren't or like things get cut in post-production. Yeah. Uh, you have, it's your book. Like, and, have answers. And like for the majority of the book, the people acted very like, like you would in a, in a, in a normal life. But then like by the end of the book, this, uh, this one, this housekeeper who's kind of a black stereotype, uh, like okay. a voodoo kind of black stereotype, believe in mystics kind uh. of shit. And she yeah. told the main character da- daughter uh, of the the white daughter g- girl uh, to uh, when if anything happens when they go into this house at the end of the book to eat her eyes and like so then she's getting killed and the girl grabs her eyeballs after she did it dead and she eats her eyes and then she sees the world the way that the the blacks voodoo maid saw it and she freaks out but I'm like who would even in that situation really go like. I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking eat your eyes. Like there's realistic, yeah. re- realistic things happening, and then surely your eyes. Why wouldn't I eat your eyes? It just. It didn't uh, make sense. I expected more because I liked this guy so much from those two movies. Uh, yeah. I would read something by him again because his writing style was very good. I liked the characters, and I'm hoping maybe next time he'll give me an ending that makes it good. Because it was like ninety percent good, and then the ending was shit. And horror. So much of a horror story. Depends on the finale. Because most horror movies actually are kind of good until the end. And then 90% of horror movies are shit. And that one fits in 90%. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. And then one more. Uh, this is a lesser known horror film that came out last year in 2019. It's called The Lodge. 
and it basically is uh, this this dad wants his uh, kids to meet their new uh, soon to be stepmom, and he plans a retreat out into the cabin in the woods, uh, in like a snowy area for Christmas. And he has to be gone for like two days, leaving the kids who do not want to meet stepmother alone with her in the woods. And she's a the stepmother is a survivor, only survivor of a cult. Basically, she's a daughter of a cult leader, and everybody besides her drank the Kool Aid and died, and she's the only survivor. And as uh, things go on, when she's left alone with the kids in the woods, uh, shit with that cult comes back, and it is bonkers. It's incredibly well acted. It stars the kid who played Bill from uh, from it. Stars Richard Armitage, and uh, the the stepmother. I should have written her name down, but she was one of the main characters in uh, Devil All the Time. Great actress. Uh, it's one of the most character driven horror movies I've ever seen. Has a twist ending that made me smile so much because it's so fucked up in a really well done way. It's not a violent movie, but the situations are messed up enough that you will be shocked. So I give this movie okay. a five out of five. Definitely go see The Lodge. It, and here's something that might work for you, Dimitri. Yeah. Uh, if you, the problem you have with horror films is that you say you don't like horror films because you don't like being scared. Is it the pop outs? Uh, like, like jump scares and that sort of okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. This movie does not do jump scares. It is plot driven horror. And okay. I think that's way better because it seems smarter. If you like movies like Hereditary or Midsummer, it's more along the lines of those. Uh, so it's really a smart, well-developed, not a stupid horror film. And uh, the, the ending, the finale of the movie is fantastic. One of the best endings to a horror film I've ever seen. So it's probably made my top 10 favorite horror films. So go check out The Lodge. All right. All right. So our last segment, I'm bringing back something I used to do in my last podcast. I haven't done it in a while. It's called spin-off, sequel, or prequel. Basically, Hollywood has all these great properties that they are doing nothing with. And during these times where you know you want to make the most money possible, sequels are kind of the way to go. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to pitch spin-off, sequels, or prequels to already existing properties for Hollywood to just snatch up. Maybe give us a little thank you card. Maybe a trip to Scientology. Something like that. Uh, yeah. So uh, do you want me to pitch mine first, or do you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Go first. What's your movie? Okay, well, to, to stick with the, you know, my overall theme, what I do on my podcast, which is like geek movies and that sort of thing, uh, I'm going to pitch a Deadpool 3 movie. Okay. Um, because, as you, you know, as everybody may or may not know, uh, Marvel bought back the rights uh, from Fox, right? So yes. Marvel now has X-Men, uh, Deadpool, Fantastic Four, those movies are all now, they don't, the previous movies don't take part in the same continuity, but, you know, they can restart them, right? Yeah. So that's the goal. They're going to restart X-Men. Who knows what they're going to do with Deadpool? They're going to restart Fantastic Four. So okay. I have a semi-sequel to Deadpool 2 that I think would really work with the Marvel Universe. Okay. And what they're going for. Okay, so, what, so what's the sequel? Yeah. So basically, the premise of Deadpool 3, or whatever they title it, it, it might not even have a number on it, because it's like a restart, but it's also a sequel. Uh, Deadpool wakes up, and he's in this brand new universe. That universe is the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we know and love. Okay, right? okay. So, so Deadpool has a house. He has a home, for some reason, that has things that he doesn't know. Um, so he's learned, the whole movie is about him learning about this new universe, but also kind of Rosencrantz and Gildenstern-ing it a little bit. 
Okay. Uh, if you get that reference. Yeah, it's a, like it's he, characters or small characters in in Hamlet, and their point of view uh, was in a play called Roses, Crants, and Guildenstern are Dead of what went on in Hamlet. Yes. So you'll see him in the background doing certain things as he learns about his his own life in this universe. Okay. Now, there'll be wacky things that'll happen. So, like, I imagine a big musical number based off of Nightmare Before Christmas's, um What's This? You know, there's magic everywhere. Okay. Right? But it's a parody off of that. And so he's going through everything around the Marvel, you know, universe in that opening number trying to figure out, you know, what's this? And so uh, you can have this, like, it's a weird case of having your cake and eating it too, where you can have this new continuity and you can wonder as an audience member, is this all in Wade Wilson's head? Like, is he just having a breakdown because he's insane anyway? Okay. Um, and so like, you'll know that like it exists, but do you think that like his previous two movies existed? I don't know. And it just kind of leaves that open-ended. So it's in continuity and not at the same time. I legitimately you know? think they're going to have to do something like that to make sure that people watch this new movie. Like, maybe make exactly. easy to get into and uh, if you're, you haven't seen them, but also accessible for people to watch the last ones and kind of make a semi-mix over. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, in the comics, he has, like, a, a guy who teams up with him a lot. Uh, his name's Hydra Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, like, a comedic side character that, like, takes the bullets for Deadpool sometimes. Okay. And so he's 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 a character that used to work for Hydra, and hence the name Hydra Bob. Name, yeah, his his name is Hydra Bob, right? And so, but he teams up with Deadpool because Deadpool fights Hydra and AIM and those kind of people. And so Hydra Bob uh, would be his next door neighbor, who would fill him in on like he uh, fill him in on what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like. Okay. So there's there's kind of this like ragpack team up uh, because they kind of hinted at Bob in the first Deadpool movie. Like Deadpool calls this guy and goes, hey Bob, how's it going? Okay. That's supposed to be Hydra Bob but they didn't have the rights to Hydra because yeah. uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe did. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know. I know almost nothing about uh, Deadpool. I haven't, the only comics I ever read with him were Uncanny Avengers so I'm very limited on him. That sounds cool. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool can, can be written wrong and he can be written right. That's and, what I've uh, heard. So the wrong Deadpool is like the frat boy humor of Deadpool. Like I think. The simple humor. Uh, but I think there are better interpretations of Deadpool. Okay. So uh, so I'm also going to pitch a, a Deadpool 3 movie. Now, okay. I think that Deadpool would have a hard time transitioning into the Marvel Universe. It's a little bit more clean. Definitely not rated R. And I think a lot of people that watch Disney movies get freaked out by um by like pansexuality and stuff like that so i want to make something that i'm pretty sure that disney would would grab onto with this series because i i'm not moving making the movie that i want to see i'm going to make the movie that they want to make and so okay. what i'm going to do is there's going to be a deadpool movie playing but this is going to be a spin-off and what's going to happen is in the background you are going to see the that there you're in a movie theater and deadpool 3 is playing but at the bottom of the screen speaking louder than the movie is a woman that is very upset by the content, a Karen. And she is going to be the main character. She is going to be complaining about, he's pansexual? What does that even mean? Pick your genders. 
and no gay stuff should be for my kids to see and just a whole like two hour rant. You have this movie you really want to see, but we're going to cater towards the towards the Karens and all the people that are really upset about Deadpool going to the universe and we're going to get this movie made. We're not going to like it, but Disney is going to make so much money off those people that just do not want to see anything that's offensive, offensive to them on the screen. So that's my movie, huh. a Karen version of Deadpool 3. Is it like an MST3K type oh, of thing? It's like that, but instead of poking fun at things, it's poking like, oh, that's offensive. Why is that in there? Huh. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I, it's going to do really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it'll easily make ten, tens of dollars. Tens of millions? Have you heard about the million moms? All of them are going to, all, like 50,000 <laughs> of them are going to go there. Right. Uh, million, million moms is such an overstatement. Uh, yeah. You know, just like people who uh, state their IQ over the internet. You know? You know it's about yeah. 10 times uh, more in place. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me with my 160 IQ, I know that, but like so many people yeah. don't know that because they have such right. low IQs. So yeah, right. I, I get that. All right. Mm-hmm. So for my movie, uh, I chose 30 Days of Night, which, if you don't know, that was a vampire movie that starred uh, Josh Hartnett and Melissa George. Came out in like the mid 2000s. It's about people that live in, in like either Canada or Alaska. It's been a little while since I've seen this movie, where there's a certain point of the year where there is no sunlight, it's all dark, and so vampires come there because it's like a perfect vampire hangout. So my sequel idea is 30 Days of Day, or light, basically. So I feel like in these 2020 times, people do not need to feel frightened or stressed out anymore. So it was about a village in a world with vampires where people are just chillaxing, relaxing. There's 30 days of daytime, there's sunlight, there's no problems whatsoever, and it's just a nice, easy break from the crazy, hectic 2020 days that we are in. So that's my pitch. It's that simple. Just everybody hanging out in, in sunlight, maybe uh, catching a suntan. I'm not sure if you do that in Canada or Alaska, but sure. And just whatever you want to do in Canada, that's on the screen. Okay. But yeah. there, there wouldn't be any vampires? No, no, no. It's too stressful. Have you seen the year we're in? This is 2020. We don't need that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So this is a relaxing um, movie in that same universe. Okay. All right. Um, I got a pitch off of that. Okay. And it's called uh, it's called Two Moons Two Moons a Month. Okay. All right. It's a it's a spinoff. It's about werewolves. Mm. And if you, if you don't know, uh, this month, October twenty twenty, uh, there are two full moons. Uh, this month. I think it started off with a full moon. It's going to end on a full moon. Okay. Right? All right. And that's, like, you know, really rare. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a job, Carl. I've had a job. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, like, uh, if you get paid every two weeks and you get a paycheck, there's every so often on a five, like, on a five-week month. You get three paychecks, yeah. You get three paychecks. You get one to start off with, one to end, and one in the middle. And those are those crazy times, right? Yeah, those are great so months. I feel like for a werewolf, that's what it would be like. It'd be like getting two paychecks that month. So this is about a werewolf you know? who enjoys turning into a werewolf? Is this like a happy werewolf? What'd you think? Is this like a werewolf that enjoys being a werewolf? Is this like a happy werewolf? Like, oh my god, I get to transform twice this month? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's being a werewolf would be like a super cool thing. You know what I mean? There's no downside. I I, I, I can't think of any. No, I mean, right. 
I mean, right. So especially like in the world we're that, living in, like 2020, where people don't want to wear masks to protect other people. Like, where should be like, why should I lock myself up? I'm comfortable right. being out and about. Right. And I feel like there's a lot a werewolf could get done if he had an extra day or an extra night that month. Most like, definitely. Let's just, say, let's just say he goes to yogurt land and he gets a punch card. But that yeah. punch card expires in a month. And, like, he has to use it that month. But, you know, he keeps changing back to, you know, a human. He can't use that punch card. So, so, so this yogurt land only caters to werewolves? Yeah. Well, well, Yogurtland only caters to non-werewolves. They're oh, like, okay. Oh, here's a punch card. It only works for October. Here's okay. a punch card. It only works for November. But this, and like, he just can't get enough yogurt. You yeah. know what I mean? No, most definitely. Uh, not, not in one city, you know? Yeah. Because you're not supposed to give your dog cheese, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Okay. And so he can only handle so much. But on that second day, oh, he had plans. Kind of like a Ferris Bueller's day off. Okay. Uh, on that second time around, he has all these plans. He turns into a werewolf on the 31st of October, and now he can use that punch card. You know, he can go see, you know, some movies, maybe. You know, uh, does he, does he have like a fake werewolf, like in, like a, a dummy of a werewolf in his locked cage room that people can go check on? Like, okay. Oh yeah. Werewolf's at home. I checked. Um, and so, like, yeah, uh, he puts that, he puts that underneath his, uh, you know, puts a couple pillows underneath his quilt, you know? Maybe a few howls on tape. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, he also has to perfect his love for his, his high school sweetheart, you know? So, like, that's also a thing. Uh, yeah. There's a lot, a lot he wants to do on his extra day. No, that makes sense. Werewolves gotta do things. Plus, I feel like I'd have more confidence, like, if I were single... And going around in the world, like, I think I, I would lack confidence. But a werewolf, I feel like, you get a little boost in self-confidence. You kind of get ripped a little bit. You got yeah. uh, you, got, you got the confidence to go wherever you want. I feel like, yeah, that's a time to do shit. I would hate to be a werewolf that had the same amount of body fat as me as a human. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like, why are you, you're supposed to trade up when you're a werewolf. You're supposed to, like, be the best actualization of you right yeah it's but, definitely but not man, intimidating like, if you're if you're still yeah. a little bit chunky yeah it's just me with more fur that, i mean that's that's just hairier me yeah exactly Why, who wants that all right well this is like hollywood grab this up this is a great idea so is two nights of the moon is that what yours is uh, uh two two moons of the month two moons of the month and 30 days of sunshine so uh we got two ideas for you to make this trilogy so that, that sounds freaking awesome. We got Deadpool that'll work for all audiences, whether you like the movies or not. Uh, so yeah, definitely check those out, Hollywood. We are giving you free advice here. Uh, Dimitri, so, thank you so much for doing this podcast. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Uh, one more time, everyone check out The Keeg. Uh, it comes out, what, twice a week now? Uh, I mean, it's, it's uh, technically five times a week now. Five times a week? Depending on what platform. It's oh, nice. Twitch shows. Three Twitch shows and two Instagram shows. All right, so yeah, check those out. Uh, it, it's a little bit hard to find for me when I tried looking them up. Is there any uh, any uh, advice you give to people trying to find the key? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, if you're looking up the podcast, it's kind of hard to find because podcasts, like, we're not super popular as far as podcasts are concerned. But if you go to Twitch, if you want to watch our live shows, uh, you can go to twitch.tv 
slash The Keeg Show, the K-E-E-G, The Keeg Show. Um, and then we're all also on Instagram at The Keeg Show. So Instagram, we keep everybody informed. Twitch, we have our live shows. So uh, hopefully we'll get our numbers up with our podcast that our, our name can kind of go up the list and it'll be easier to find as far as the podcast is concerned. But um, you can find us there, Twitch and Instagram. Those are probably our two biggest platforms. Awesome. And thank you guys, everyone, for listening. Please leave a review on this page. So far, uh, since I've started in January, we have zero reviews. I'd like to up those numbers a little bit, maybe triple them. Uh, so, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, look up Unlicensed Entertainment on Facebook and Unlicensed Film on Twitter if you want to follow the show. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been Unlicensed Entertainment. I'm Carl. This has been Demetri Pereira. Thank you for listening.